You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcast, whatever podcast app you found us on and of course twitch.tv slash up next podcast hello twitch room i see we have some new people today yeah shout out the twitch room uh we're doing this on a wednesday morning we had uh, a long week of, of wrestling we were a little wrestled out to be honest that we needed some r&r yeah so. yeah definitely like we're both working our shoot jobs and when you got a big pay-per-view like double or nothing as well and juggling everything and it being the beginning of a new month where we've got to put a lot of work into the schedule and stuff, uh, we kind of needed our Tuesday nights to ourselves. We and were just like, ah, you know what we really need to do on a Tuesday night when our when everything's go, go, go for the past few days? We just need to watch NXT 2.0. Exactly. And, and uh, we said, nah, we can just watch it tomorrow morning yeah. and do this now. So, yeah, uh, I know probably the Wednesday morning commuters were mad. Like, hey, we're... Where are you guys? I needed you on my, my way to work. I'm but sorry. Also, clearly, looking at the Twitch, other people are happy because we've uh, we've got the need for thrills in the room saying uh, they've been listening to us and they're, oh. they are in the Facebook group, but they never have a chance to watch us live because of the time difference right. in the UK. You see? So we're, we're helping other people out. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been a, a lot of wrestling days. Our Double or Nothing review is out on this very free feed. You can go check that out. It's it's a long review because it was a long show, but it was a ton of fun to chat all about that. Uh, we will be back recording a BD Elite tonight uh, later on when uh, Dynamite ends. So mm-hmm. look forward to that dropping on the podcast feed at some point. Uh, and then, of course, Shot in the Dark on this free feed where you get everything else covered by Mr. John Sino, the, uh, the up next executive producer. 
Uh, but I feel like we've watched so much, so much wrestling. We had a, a world champ patron, a friend of the show, Eric Marcotte. He does a lot of stuff for post wrestling. He joined us this weekend. We decided to buy him a bus from Sudbury, Ontario to Toronto. He came up, hung out with us, watched some wrestling. We got him, uh, give him a little tour of the city. You go to see the big city. It was like, you know, those, those uh, films where you see the like little country girl with yeah. dreams of being an actress Just and they, small they show boy. up at New York and they're looking at all oh. the buildings. Uh, that was our Eric MMAR cop. I still don't know how to say that properly. Yeah. MMAR cop. I mean, for those crazy world champ patrons, you can listen to a Behind the BDE where we talked with Eric extensively about uh, the history, about how I once visited his high school when he was a youngin, and ever since then, he was, he's been following uh, all the ridiculous podcast stuff that I've been doing. So shout out Eric Marcotte. Uh, that was a ton of fun, but go check that out because a lot is revealed on that podcast. Uh, uh, too much is always revealed on that podcast. On that one, yeah. yeah. That's why it's a world champ it tier. Is. <laughs> so we can't get in trouble when more people hear it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a first of the month. I would highly recommend people go check us out on our Patreon because for five bucks, it's June 1st right now, you get access to everything coming up this month, but you also get access to everything we've done in that back catalog. So all the retro NXT reviews, all the best matches ever covering all sorts of different ones. We did a Steiner brothers, Owen Hart, HBK, Razor Ramon. There's so many back there. Shane McMahon. They're all back there from the past few months. And, I mean, if you subscribe to our Patreon, it's like uh, a, a swift motion where you can get, like, the RSS feed into your podcast app. And there's just literally hundreds of podcasts that me and Davey uh, just put so much time and effort into. And we would love for you guys to go hear it because we did a – Double or Nothing was this weekend. So we did a fully loaded 2000 WWF review, which was a ton of fun chatting all about that. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the other stuff – we had last week. We did more retro NXT. Yeah, we did fully loaded. We did NXT from Australia in 2017. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Nakamura in the seeing, cage. Seeing uh, all the hometown talent being put over, just like I'm sure Mustafa Ali is going to win the US title in Chicago right. at Hell in a Cell, surely, right? Sure, yeah. Right? Course. Yeah. Uh, WWE booking at its finest. But no, that was a fun show talking with Chris Thunder from Down Under. Yeah. Uh, that was his up yours pick. And if you are a world champion and listening, do uh, let us know your next uh, up yours picks because we, uh, after this month, I think we want to start hammering out a few of them, getting a few of you guys done. But uh, we will be going back to the year 2000 again in WWF this year because we'll be joined by B Detroit mere weeks before we'll see him. In, in Detroit, Detroit. Uh, to talk about WrestleMania 2000. That's his pick. That yeah, is good pick. I mean, a fun time. Uh, I know that we have another Was Next retro NXT review coming out uh, this week. I think it's the September something 2013 25th. edition. 25th. 25th yeah. edition uh, coming out this week. So chatting all about the Sami Zayn hot NXT uh just storyline where he's kind of chasing the gold after Bo Dallas. That's where we're at. Uh, other stuff coming out this month, of course, we're going to be looking at... Um, probably the forbidden door and all that stuff going down the line, but there's some anniversaries this month and we love anniversaries for some strange reason because it's just easy to pick stuff to watch. But then we found two movies that we absolutely can't wait to review on the 12th of June is the 40th anniversary of the thing Mm. from 1982. So we're going to be chatting all about that. John Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's the, who is it? Who's in that movie? Uh, Fuck. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. The goat. The, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe we're got blank- a nice beard. We're Does blanking he- on him. Wow. Um, Someone's Kurt here. Russell. Yeah, of course. Kurt Russell. Of course. Wow. What's wrong with us? Uh, but then on the 30th of June, 
is the 25th anniversary of quite possibly the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> Face Off. Oh, yeah. So, 25 years of Face Off. We're going to be doing a review of that because we thought that would be I fun. literally have a Nick Cage Face Off pillow. You do. As in... Uh, you, you've got Nick Cage's face on your pillow, yeah. and then you can wipe it off, and it's all red sequins. And then when you wipe it the other way, it's, it's Nicolas Cage again. It's it would beautiful. be cool if it was one way John Travolta and the other way Nicolas Cage. It, it wouldn't look too much different, I don't <laughs> they think. They do look <laughs> similar. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk all about that. Uh, of course, then uh, we're also going to be doing a like wrap-up of Obi-Wan. Kenobi, yeah. the series, the Disney Plus series. I know you've seen episode three. I'm going to watch it a little bit later today. So please, Twitch room, no spoilers. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, very excited about this. I've loved episode one and two so far. Um, yeah. It's, this has felt needed, this one, I think. And we'll, as we always do our Star Wars reviews, we'll be doing a wrap-up of the entire season um, later in the month. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi D.E. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chatting all about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I watched episode three and it was pretty fire just before recording this. So yeah, I can't wait um, until until you watch it so we can talk yeah. about it. But We've also got a best match ever. We had to get this man on the show once more before he retires because Martin Bushby did announce his retirement from podcasting. It's going to happen over the summer. And while he listened to some of our retro reviews, some of our uh, WCW retro reviews in particular... And thought, you know what? 1992 was a really good year. So he's hand-selected five matches from 1992, some of his favorites that we'll be talking about this Sunday uh, on Best Match Ever. Yeah, uh, Martin Bushby from uh, British Wrestling Experience, post-wrestling and all that stuff, he, he kept messaging us like, hey, I saw you were covering this WCW and this thing in 30 years, 2022 and... Uh, 1992. He's like, hey, I. You said we love an anniversary. He, here. he, he's like, he was adamant that we we pick some old WCW, and we were like, hey, which do you want to review? And he said, don't sleep on 1992 WCW. So we said, hey, fuck it, let's do a best match ever WCW 92. So uh, we would love your feedback for that. But, and yeah. then finally, we do have uh, Forbidden Door coming up. The AW's next pay per view coming up at the end of the month. We were trying to think of something that would kind of tie into that. So we're going to be doing a review from the six of ROH War of the Worlds. That was their shows where they'd get all the New Japan talent over um, and they'd have a crossover, kind of a mini Forbidden Door. And uh, this one's up to you guys. We're going to hand select a few of these um, these events yeah. and put it up to a vote on the Facebook group. So if you're not on the Facebook group, please join up next group. And uh, let us know which one you want to see. Because there was a bunch. I mean, Ring of Honor so used many. to do... I was at so many. The Toronto ones, I think they called them Global Wars. But same same thing. Yeah. But so any any of those ones that come to mind, we would love your feedback. And we will be picking that the one with the most votes and be reviewing that later this month in honor of Forbidden Door. Because ROH did it first. They did. Right? There yeah. you go. Uh, so, so, so many podcasts coming out. Again, only five bucks to support us, and you get all these plus everything else in that back catalog. So, so many podcasts. Obi-Wan, Face Off, Wrestling, everything you need is there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched Obi-Wan today. Uh, it was good. I'm trying to think of what else we did. We Oh, we went to some wrestling. We did go to some we wrestling. We went to some wrestling. We? Yeah. We'll get into NXT, but we went to a wrestling show. I mean, Ontario, Canada just opened up the past little while, so now there's just indie shows popping up everywhere. I heard Greek Towns bringing in the Hitman for some uh, meet and greets, which is going to be crazy at the, at the Sweaty Teddy. Yeah. But um, 
We got to go to Demand Lucha. Yeah, it was their Lucha Palooza. Yeah, event. which was awesome. We brought uh, some friends. Uh, Jordan from Demand Lucha hooked us up with some tickets, and we went. And man, I can't say if we had so much fun. I, if you're in Toronto area, you need to go to the next one because Ninja Mac's going to be there. I think it's Speedball Gringo Loco. Uh, there's going to be all all sorts of fun stuff. But I was I was just having so much fun watching Lucha stuff. <laughs> Yeah, we also uh, took um, a friend of ours who actually helped us get the BDE. She's a real estate, real estate agent. agent. Yeah. And uh, our one of our bosses at our, our new place we're working yeah. um, is like a, a, a champion in the local area. Yeah. So she's kind of like, all right, I kind of want to see what this wrestling thing's about. So uh, we took her along, her first wrestling event, and she loved it, really got into it, kind of got what what wrestling is going yeah. their life. And I, I had so much fun there. Like indie events are so different to, I enjoy like the production and everything of a, like a AEW or a WWE, WWE show or whatever, but being like just stood with a beer feet away from the ring, seeing gringo loco suplex someone through chairs just right in front of you, <laughs> uh, on just stone floor. It's fun. It's a different energy. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I had a great time. And then we met Gringo Loco. We did. Our, our, one of our heroes. Yeah. I think mean, Gringo Loco, we've been watching him on GCW and anything on the, the Fight Network, like, app stuff there. And, or is it Fight TV? Not the Fight Network. Yeah, Fight TV. Fight TV. Uh, and then we, we went up to him afterwards and we're like, hey, man, you're awesome. Like, uh, you killed it. And we've been loving the stuff that we've been seeing on all these, like, indie shows on Fight TV app and stuff like that. And it's like, I, we were just discussing, like, hey, yeah, we do podcasts and stuff, but... It's crazy how the internet works that now you're like in Canada and you're, he's going, he's coming back and stuff like that. And, uh, I think we, he's, he agreed to, to, for an interview, we might get him on the show yeah, in the try future. And get him on the show at some point. Yeah. And maybe some of the other, mm-hmm. uh, Lucha guys down, down in GCW and stuff. But then, um, then you bought it, uh, you asked to buy a shirt from him. Yeah. And well, he so, didn't have your size. I mean, we, we know we, we've got our Patreon. That's how yeah. you can support us. We've got our pro wrestling tees tool. Yeah. That's how you can support us. We want to support as well. And. It was a toss-up between a Gringo Loco t-shirt, yeah. which I don't think he had in my size, but when I saw this, it was like, well, we, I, why would I have yeah. a Gringo Loco t-shirt where I could get a Gringo Loco doll? That's right. A, a mini Wrestle that. Buddy. It's a mini Wrestle Buddy Gringo Loco doll. And personally signed. Personally signed. It kind of looks like there's just food on the back or yeah, something like that. I think like he used that. a gold pen, which was yeah. probably the wrong call, but shout out Gringo Loco. Shout out Demand Lucha. We had a wild time. Uh, we're probably going to be at the next one. So I de- Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to go. Yeah. I w- definitely need to go to more indie shows. Yeah. Now they're, they're up and running. You're going to have to hit up Jordan. He's a good dude. So shout out uh, Demand Lucha. I, I can't I wait. I think I'm kind of like predicting something here. I've just, just Gringo, Gringo by the AEW title. Gringo Loco. Uh, Things we say on this show sometimes, you know, come gonna, true. So Yeah, I could see him in AEW. <laughs> he's lit. He's sick. He's he, he had a match uh, this weekend in Vegas. I mean, there was a lot of indie wrestling going on uh, this past weekend because of Vegas, including... The most slept-on match from the weekend. Yeah, everyone's talking about anarchy in the USA, in the USA. What? Anarchy in the arena. Everyone's talking about Hangman and Punk. But not, not enough people are talking about the five-star classic that I saw between Joey Janela and Santana Jackson. Now, you might be asking, who is Santana Jackson? Well... He is the Michael Jackson impersonator down in Las Vegas 
who a few months ago went viral because of the street fight that happened where someone tried some drunk guy in Vegas tried to fight him while he was, you know, doing his Michael Jackson impersonation on the street, which then turned into him putting the guy into like a a cross arm bar and then into like a sleeper hold and then was basically like, I told you not to mess with me. So this indie company saw this and brought him in to wrestle Joey Janela. Okay. Now that's that all sounds really weird. How about the venue is inside a mall in Las Vegas. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. This was the craziest match I've I've seen in recent time, and I'd re- really recommend people go see it. Yeah, I, I heard you and Eric uh, watching it the other day. I was just wrestled out at that point, yeah. but it, it sounds like uh, something I should check out. I did I did laugh when I I heard about um, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talking about this match, right? And uh, Alvarez goes, well, Michael Jackson is performing every night at a casino down the street. And Meltz goes, oh, yeah, but it is an impersonator. <laughs> no, it's the real Completely Michael Completely over his head. <laughs> it's Completely. the real Michael Jackson, yeah. Uh, this, was, this was crazy. I'd highly recommend going and check this out. Uh, because it's a guy who dresses up as Michael Jackson fighting Joey Janela outside, like, inside, sorry, a mall. Like, the entranceway for these matches was the escalator. Love it. Jack Evans coming out for his entrance on this show. Dancing? Does he do his little flip? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Amazing. Uh, all I know is Santana Jackson, we got to get him on the show too, because this match was spectacular. Uh, but go check it out. It was from VXSBOD. I, I don't really know this fed, but I, I checked them out just to see this match because it just was awesome. Nice. So go check it out. Uh, it made me laugh. I don't even want to, I don't, I can't even talk about it fully because I don't want to spoil stuff that happens in the match. However, being a Michael Jackson, Fan watching this match, I don't know if that made it better or worse, but good, just good shit. Completely topped everything from Double or Nothing, in my in my honest opinion. Anarchy Arena thing, amazing. Don't know if it was. We need Michael Jackson in the next Anarchy in the Arena. We need Michael. We sorry, Santana Jackson. We need Santana Jackson in the up. What about the whole Jackson Five in Blood and Guts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Santana Jackson needs to show up in AW as well because he was pretty. He was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we we saw some wrestling. We were pretty wrestled out, but we're here to talk about some NXT. We are indeed. That's what we're here to talk about. And just a, a quick shout out to Mister Daddy Magic. Oh, Okada's having a baby. Oh, Okada's having a baby. Oh no, that's not good news. He's fighting Jay White in a month. That's oh no. I mean, he's not the one birthing the child. But yeah, yeah. I saw Okada was having a great time at a baseball game while he was over here. Oh yeah, and he was him and Ishii went to a game. Which he, game? I think it was Washington. Okay, and he he kept he kept trying to catch the ball, but like never. I don't think he ever got it. But he, I, I hope someone gave Okada the ball. I was it because he kept on trying like this? He'd open his arms wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope he had a good time. Yeah, uh, in the states, I, and I hope he shows up uh, on American TV AEW soon. I mean, they got a pay per view in the rest at the end of the month that I hope he's wrestling on, and I hope he's wrestling Punk. I hope it is champion versus champion. Yeah, I, I, I am interested. We'll get an idea tonight, I think, because it's only a month away. I think they've got to start moving pretty quick with uh, getting things in place for Forbidden Door. So I'm sure we'll have some indication after tonight of certain directions we might be going. Uh, and hear us talk all about it at 10.15 tonight in this very Twitch room. Yeah, for sure. And then the podcast out uh, on there. But hey, thanks so much for listening. And uh, if you like what you hear from us, hit that subscribe, that follow, whatever app you use. Every little like and all that stuff uh, helps. And we appreciate it. 
Well, shall we get into some NXT? Do we have to? We do. <laughs> NXT, May 31st, 2022, from the Capital Wrestling Center. We see Diamond Mine backstage, and Roddy tells the Creed Brothers and Ivy to take the night off and watch him and Damon Kemp take care of Pretty Deadly. And as they're leaving, Julius is like, well, Diamond Mine never take a day off. That's not what Diamond Mine's about, Braden. Yeah. You gotta stay hard like a diamond. All day. And uh, so we get the match that was originally scheduled for last week that uh, Roddy had, uh, what, rolled his ankle or something, they said. Um, but it's now Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp versus Pretty Deadly. Uh, Roddy and Elton Prince start the match. And Pretty Deadly are kind of isolating Roddy. Uh, quick tags, double teaming. Roddy finally comes back with some clubbing blows to the chest of Kit Wilson, makes the tag to Damon Kemp. And to start with, Damon Kemp is a little like lackluster in the ring. And Roddy just screams at him, calls him over and slaps him across the face uh, to fire him up. We see the Creed brothers kind of do this in their match. And well, Kent uh, Kemp is all fired up now, delivers an exploder suplex, a great looking vertical suplex to Prince. And, uh, yeah, I thought it looked really nice. Oh, yeah. As soon as he woke up, he was like Kurt Angle, right? Yeah. He was hitting all sorts of crazy looking moves. And then right away, I, I like went, oh, I double took. was like, okay, okay, yeah. keep going. And he did. Roddy then tags back in, delivering some stiff chops. Uh, Kemp is in again with some more suplexes and a slingshot spear like we used to see Gargano do da- Damon doing his NXT homework. Yeah, exactly. Following in the yeah. footsteps of legends. Um, both Roddy and Kemp then deliver tandem backbreakers. Uh, after the commercial break, pretty deadly are back in control, grounding Kemp with a headlock. And then Kemp eventually slips under Prince's legs to make the tag to Roddy, who's just delivering backbreakers all round, elbows to Prince, and then goes for the stronghold. But Kit comes in to break it up. But Roddy is too quick and just starts delivering chops to both guys um, and then throws Wilson into Prince, delivering a spear to him. Um, On the outside, Kemp is shoved into the ring steps, which takes him out. And Elton Prince goes to get the title. The referee uh, is distracted by this, tries to get the belt off of him. But as the ref is distracted, Kit Wilson has the other belt. So Julius Creed runs out. And saves Roddy, pushes Roddy out the way, gets clocked in the head with the title. But Roddy's a little distracted here, gets rolled up, butt kicks out. But it's not enough because Pretty Deadly hits him with spilt milk. The heart attack into the neck breaker for the win. And yeah, so Roddy is pissed. Um, he told you not to come out there. it's kind of what happened last week. But the other way around, Roddy told them not to come out and they lost the champions winning here. Yeah, uh, I I thought the story obviously was to show kind of what Kemp can do here, considering it's his first real showing. And I thought they did a good job of that. I thought he did a good job. Like I said, he was explosive. Ever once he got slapped, he was like hitting yeah. all these moves. At one point, he hits a backbreaker with Roddy. Yeah, Roddy's clearly in the WWE still to train these guys. Yeah. And then as soon as that's done, see you later. <laughs> is what I is what I'm getting from this. But it, that was kind of cute, him doing, like, the moves with Roddy. But why not? Roddy is, like, a vet, when, like, the vet of vets to teach people certain things. And I think it's a great pairing. I think as well for Roddy, um, like, the thing that has always been criticized for him is kind of his mic work 
And, sure. and in Undisputed Era, he kind of got away with it because he was just kind of this, a bit of a goofball yeah. at times. But now I, I think there is something in this story for him where he is, although he's part of a group, he is the leader and he's got to step up a bit more. So I do think he's kind of coming along with that as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Damon Kemp looks excellent. Um, I haven't seen his brother wrestle yet, but uh, I'm impressed with Kemp. Yeah, uh, I think he sounded great in these backstage segments. I thought, you know, I love a suplex. Deliver a nice suplex and you've won me over. I'm and pretty sure, he yeah. a few of these. Yeah, do exploders. He was doing sweet-looking belly-to-bellies. Again, very Kurt Angle-esque. I mean, he's in the, like, the singlet, kind of like American Alpha, whatever. Like, mm. it's very similar, right? Like the wrestling background. But I thought he did look it, very impressive. I still don't know which one is which in Pretty Deadly. Elton is the blonde, right. I think. And yes, Kit boy. is the brunette yeah I, I every week i watch these guys the wrestling in this match from them again it was more of a showcase from kemp i didn't really get but the character work that they do it, it still kind of gets over for me and i still kind of see these guys kind of going to main roster yeah i i hope i hope we see them kind of step up against the creed brothers they're up against a great team yeah uh here it was I mean, it was just like isolating and stomps in the corner, headlocks. Um, but it wasn't necessarily about showcasing them. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm still not... I love the characters. I yeah. think it, it can really work. But want to see a, a step up in the wrestling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like these guys. I, again, I like the characters. We'll see them again come out later on. But I do think the, they'll, they'll step up. I just hate that finisher too. Everyone, like the heart attack, but like a blockbuster. It looks even weaker than the one MSK used to do. Mm. But I mean, that's just nitpicking there. But yeah, like, you would figure they have some elaborate, flashy-looking something move, a bit cooler. Considering they're pretty, they're called pretty deadly. Even though the crowd were chanting "pretty ugly," and pretty that ugly. is what makes them so upset, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> we see Cameron Grimes backstage. He's going to be main eventing tonight against Nathan Fraser, and Solo Sokoa comes in and he says, "Look, I've got your back, but after in your house, I got next." Grimes says, "Yeah." I, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to win on Sunday, on Saturday rather, and you got next. And this is when Duke Hudson comes in and says, this isn't a video game. You can't just say, I got next. And after last week, when I beat Bron Breaker, the NXT champion, I should have next. And Grimes just laughs this off and compliments Duke's haircut. And then Solo says, the only reason you won last week was because of a DQ. And Duke says, well, you can't have a title opportunity if you can't beat a guy like me. And this sets up the match for later tonight between Duke Hudson and Solo Sukoa. Yeah, I, I like the story that Solo is like, yo, you promised. He's, he's, almost, he's almost like, hey, remember you pro-? He says that like, hey, just reminding you, you kind of promised. It's like at work this. when you go, hey, just remember I've got next Wednesday off. Yeah, yeah, I'm going, I, I've got something. Just, just reminding you that. And Grimes is like, yeah, sure. No worries. Next Tuesday, we got a little match, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the issue for Solo is he better make sure he has next if Carmelo Hayes wins the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that could be a, an outcome, couldn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, I like what they're doing with Grimes and Solo. I think it's a shame um, we've said this a few times now, like Grimes with this crowd, because they're really trying to go against the story they're telling. And like, yeah. I like Grimes and it's, I, I'm still wondering if, if Grimes does come out on top, does he, could he win it screwy and be a heel? Right. True. Uh, to go against Solo, maybe. Right, right, right. Um, we see 
Grayson Waller backstage with a bunch of PC talent, I, I assume. Yeah, um, we've seen a few of these people. We got fake Sasha. Yeah, um, we've got the, there's a few people the guy that always wears the red like turtleneck. Yeah, Quincy. yeah, he was on uh, lash. Was he lashing out? He was on lashing, lashing out. out. Yeah. Uh, he was one of uh, the kind of he wears Joe Gacy's potential. Yeah. yeah, he sometimes wears a dress. Here he's wearing an Aaliyah t-shirt yeah shout out Aaliyah rock the boat yeah not Aaliyah NXT Aaliyah no the real Aaliyah. I had to double check though that would be a I sweet shirt. Got a shirt imagine there was a shirt that looks like it's the like an Aaliyah shirt like the singer but Aaliyah. it's Aaliyah <laughs> it would be great that's a merch idea she needs to do yeah shout um, out Aaliyah. so this is just Waller kind of running everyone down he says that Tiffany Stratton is going to wipe the floor of Roxanne Perez in the women's breakout tournament final and none of them here have the athletic ability or the looks of Tiffany Stratton. And then he calls Fallon Henley a bogan. Have you heard this word before? I have, yeah. 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 Uh, I've heard this from my Aussie mates, which he, he explains means a stupid American hick. And uh, then Briggs, Josh Briggs, shows up and says that he is going to give him a country ass whooping. Uh, I so love setting up your two favorite guys in a match for later tonight. Briggs and Waller. Briggs and Waller. I don't mind. I look. Briggs and Jensen are are funny. I, they're not my. They're, Waller definitely. I just don't don't care. However, Waller got a huge laugh out of me when he he said the word bogan. But even more so, right as Briggs because Briggs hears him say that and starts walking over to him. But right as he's interrupting him. He then goes to the, the guy, I'm, I'm blank Quincy, I'm blanking, you called him Quincy. I, I keep on calling him Quincy I Jones, and I know that's not his name. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really famous <laughs> person, know. but yeah. Uh, he, he's like, and you know what they say, never trust a horse girl. Quincy Elliott. Quincy, it is Quincy. Quincy yeah, Elliott. Yeah. He goes, never trust a horse girl, yeah. which I, we've discussed on this show, and a lot of people have messaged us and agreed. So shout out, I, yeah. Horse well, girls. Waller's, Waller's, <laughs> Waller doesn't like horse girls. He said this last week. Do they as have well. horse girls He's, in Australia? I'm you've sure you've got horse girls everywhere. <laughs> they're all, they're all in the, in the, the darkness waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this sets up the match for later tonight, and now we go to the the meeting of Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. And this time it's in Santos, uh, uh, like... Territory. Territory. It's in his boat. It's on his yacht. Yeah. You think this is actually Santos's yacht? 100%. Absolutely. On that NXT... Uh, on that NXT money. Contract? Yeah. 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 It's not as quite as good as Mark Henry's in AEW, but... <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> So we see Tony D'Angelo stacks and two dimes. Uh, they arrive. I thought it was two stacks. But we see them. Is it two <laughs> no, dimes? Um, there's a nice little shot before the break of them just like walking on the pier, yeah. like heading towards the boat. Reservoir dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so Tony D'Angelo says, look, you and I knew this was going to turn into a turf war. And you walk around in your thousand dollar suits thinking you run the place but I don't like you or respect you. And if you were thirsty in the desert, desert, I wouldn't give you water. I think the phrase is, I, if you were thirsty in the desert, I wouldn't piss on you or something like that, isn't it? But he was yeah. like, I wouldn't give you water. Um, Santo says, look, I know a snake when I see one and you are a cobra, but we are in the jungle. And in the jungle, Santos is a python. And I will squeeze the life out of you. I have to pause right there. I had a big issue with this line. Why? 
because he was wrong. Santos just made a – he has not watched enough David oh, Attenborough. Not in the jungle? No. Okay. I've watched enough David Attenborough, BBC Planet Earth Animals mm. to understand that I – and I quickly just made sure so I don't sound like an idiot. But who would win? A cobra versus a python. Okay. Think about it. He just called Tony D'Angelo a, uh, a, a cobra. cobra. What do people call the cobras? King cobras. Okay. A python is bigger and will definitely put up a good fight. But I'm pretty sure if the cobra bites the python, the venom is strong enough to stop it from killing him. To be fair, he said, I'd squeeze the lion. Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to let him bite him. He's going to stop him. squeeze him first. Like, I'm trying to think, like, there must be videos online where someone, this sounds sick, but, like, where someone went, okay, a python versus a cobra. Like, let's have at it. Let's see what happens. But I'm pretty sure... That would be a, a fair fight, but I'm pretty sure the cobra would. Okay, so, yeah, it sounds pretty. So a co- yeah, a, he didn't call him a king cobra though. Still a cobra, he just called him a cobra, a so cobra, like a shitty fucking, cobra. But like all the shitty cobra, no, there's no, the great there is no shitty cobra. There is cobra. this one, Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> shitty cobra, shitty little cobra. At up next podcast, someone out there, let me know who do you think would win in a fight, a python or a cobra? It does look like it's fairly evenly. It matched, is. It is fairly uh, from even. my 30 second research I've yeah. done. <laughs> Watching a lot of crocodile. Uh, uh, what is it? Dundee? Dundee? No. <laughs> Crocodile Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, even if not necessarily accurate, I thought this was a good line. It was. Um, but are they at least in the jungle? Because I know everyone called lions the king of the jungle, and they're not even in the jungle. They don't even they're chill in the Serengeti. In the yeah. yeah. The Serengeti. Serengeti. King of the Serengeti. They Shout out fucking Portman. Monty Brown. Yeah. That used to be his... The king thing. of the Serengeti? Yeah, he used to be oh. like, and you you will face the Serengeti. Ooh. He was good. Bring him back. Best match ever, Monty Brown, coming soon. Uh, Joaquin Wilde then speaks up and is basically like, let's go, let's do this thing. And- <laughs> Joaquin Wilde looked like he was on set. Of, he has like his Gucci, fake Gucci shirt, probably real, Gucci shirt, glasses on, and he's always looked like shaking yeah. his head. Like- <laughs> and either stacks or two dimes, I haven't told the two apart yeah yeah yeah. um just say shut up shut up (laughs) we're keen fucking fight you uh they then start talking about the terms and conditions of and they want to know they want to up the stakes on this match so tony suggests a six-man tag where the losers will work under the other's family so we'll have to join the family uh as kind of uh like footmen yeah, Underneath. so so yeah, they join. There'll be a merger, like the AHFO. Yeah, there'll be a merger where they both now work all under one family. Yeah. So they'll either be the the Angelo or the Santos family. And Tony so- says that when you're a don, you make moves no one else can see. And Santos says, "All I can see is three people who are going to work under Legado del Fantasma." D'Angelo says the family are going to gain a few more foot sh- soldiers, and they shake hands, and. Tony says, I'll see you Saturday, and I'll see you at In Your House. Santos finishes with, now get off of my boat. Get the, f- get the my fuck boat. off my boat. I wish he said it like Leo in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Where he's like laughing. <laughs> All right, get off my boat. I think that's what it, he was. It was pretty yeah, much I think He, pretty he much. had the kind of smile, and then the like more serious. And then Vic Joseph finishes by saying, the stakes have never been higher. Doesn't specify within this feud. No. Just Ever. Yeah. The stakes have never been higher. Championships, doesn't matter. No, this Legado versus the family. I also like Tony Angelo saying, hey, doesn't the sun shine on a dog's ass once in a while? <laughs> it's like, good stuff. Uh, this is ridiculous. I tune into wrestling for wrestling, but instead I'm getting uh, mafia 
meetings on a yacht, and I'm like, I'm not mad about it, but there, there's something. <laughs> not good. I, I do think Santos, especially, I think is great in this character. Yeah. I I believe him with everything he says. Tony treads the line. He can be very cartoonish, and then he has some good lines, and yeah. I'm like, all right. The the background players, look, I love uh, Legado. I think they're great. When it comes to the acting, both, like, Cruz, Wild, and Electra were bad. Were bad here. Stacks and Two Dimes were bad here. And I just hate this choppy editing. They do. It feels really cheap. Uh, I thought the setting of it all looked great. They're yeah. on a yacht. Like, this is cool. But, like, the way it's, like, edited, like, it looks like a rush job. Yeah, it why spend all this money getting the yacht for this shot, renting the yacht out for this shot, when you could sh- do that and also pay a good editor to yeah. make, make put this together? And I, th- I like I, and I felt this way with a lot of Borash's stuff. I we like, don't know if this is. I don't know if it's Borash, but it feels like Borash, and I like the kind of content of some of it, but just it, the way it's. It's yeah. the choppiness of it all. It's the, someone says something and then it cuts to, like, Electra's reaction. Go, oh, like, it's just, right. it feels like a little tacky. But, you know, it's one of the things, yeah, I'm kind of in for the ridiculousness of this. Uh, the six-man could be good. I, I didn't mind Stacks and Two Dimes in their first match. And we know Legado can deliver. So I, I'm somewhat intrigued. Um, I guess we'll get into predictions at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll move on. We go next to Cora Jade taking on Electra Lopez, uh, who had a really quick change from the boat. They said it was, yeah, they said it was earlier in the day, but yeah. So uh, Cora last week kind of antagonized Electra during her match. She was eating popcorn front row, and it kind of pissed off Electra. Um, so Lopez has to kind of just teach this girl a lesson, and she's just throwing Jade around, stomping down on her. Uh, Jay tries to fight back, but Electra delivers a chop block. Uh, it's all Electra in this match. And then they're both on the top, and Cora hits a knee strike to Electra in the face, knocking her off the turnbuckle, and follows up with the senton for the win. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like this match. There was a lot of moves that were not connecting from both of them. I don't know if something was off here, but like there was a Rana that was not a Rana by any means. Mm. Uh yeah, uh, I I really just sat and watched this and went, oh, okay. And then the sent on, and I was really happy it was over. I've seen better from Electra. We've seen her kind of yeah, bring, I thought, bring some I thought stuff her beatdown was really basic. Yeah, like, it was really bad. It was just stomp, stomp, We've stomp. seen her do actual, like, you know, some good some wrestling moves, moves and things, stuff. Yeah. But I didn't get th- – I, I, thought, I thought this was pretty bad. Yeah, I, I wasn't really a fan of this. I'm a fan and of both of them, actually. I, I but, do like both. I, yeah. I think Cora Jade – is good in ring. Yeah, I, I think yeah. she is good. Electra is clearly green, but has shown some promise, and I I think the her presentation's great uh, yeah. with Legado. But yeah, I, I agree. This didn't really work for me. No. Um, we go backstage to Mackenzie Mitchell asking Wesley why he wants this match tonight with Zion Quinn, and Wes says, "Look, I've been wanting this match for weeks now, and I finally get to get my hands on him, and I'm probably not fit enough." Uh, after like the beatdowns I've been getting, but as long as I have air in my lungs, I'll fight. And this is where Sanger comes in um, with all the backhanded compliments again. <laughs> again. It's so unintentional, yeah. though. He's clearly like trying to be nice. He says, "Wes, you should fight Zion like you fought me last week. And you may not be ten foot tall or a giant, 
but you're a giant in here. You like, have a giant him, heart. Taps him on the heart. And Wesley still was like, dude, fuck off. Like, I know I'm small, all right? But <laughs> thanks, I guess. Um, so, yeah, this I, this sets up our, our match for later. Wesley and Zion Quinn. Is it just me or has anyone else become a giant Sanger fan? Love him. <laughs> Best big man in the company. Sanger way better than Veer. Fuck Veer. Who, like... Why is it every time you get a big guy, it's like, ah, oh, let's just have him roar. Let's have him roar yeah. and just do boring moves. Sanger, like, wears a nice suit. He yeah. curls his mustache. He's sophisticated. He's very eloquent. He's super polite. Wears MMA gloves when he wrestles. He chokeslams people. Yeah. What's not to love? Love Sanger. Yeah. He ditched Grayson Waller. Like, he's great, this guy. He's good. I like Sanger. We go, I keep on, I'm reading my notes here, and every time Roxanne Perez shows up, I've written Cora Jade. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> shows, she shows up in the video, don't yeah. worry. Uh, we get a Roxanne Perez video package. We're having next week the final of the Women's Breakout Tournament. Yeah. So uh, this isn't on Saturday, is it? This not. is on Tuesday next yeah, week. they've moved it. And uh, she says that growing up in a small city like Laredo, Texas, made it really hard to dream big. And she's doing these voiceovers. We're seeing, like, clips of... Laredo, we've got like the oil, what oil mills, what you call yeah. them, yeah, that thing. Um, and we then see a clip of Roxanne meeting uh, Natalia and some other, like it's one of the Bellas, and one of the Bellas from when she was thirteen years old. And she says that her family have gone through problems. There have been health problems in her family, but this hasn't held her back. And while her friends were watching Pretty Little Liars and Stranger Things, she just wanted to be like Paige, Nikki Bella, and Michelle McCool. And she said that she would hop on a bus and drive 10 hours a week to one train. One way. Yeah. 10 hours one way. One way, just to train with Booker in Houston. And uh, what she respected about Booker was that he didn't care that she was the youngest in the class. He didn't treat her any differently. And that made her work harder and become stronger. And she says, of course, I miss going out with my friends and going to concerts. And I even miss my own prom. But And none of her friends got it. But the one person that did get it was Cora Jade. And she's like a big sister to her. And Stratton may be twice her size and stronger. But next week she is going to fight like her life depends on it until the contract is in her hands. Yeah, uh... The story, the character they're doing with this is pretty much the same character stuff they did with Cora when she first came in a few months ago. Like, oh, look, here's clips of her meeting wrestlers, mm. being big fan, and now she's she's here. I think that's a thing we're going to see a lot of forward in NXT with all these other people coming in at such young ages. But hey, it's a pretty cool story. Why not tell? Uh, why not tell this story? Like, you could have explained this probably on her debut, but now it feels like a big match for her next week. So it's a good time. Yeah, I think it was the right time. Um, I I like this. I think she sounds... She's not flashy yet with the way she talks, and she doesn't necessarily have to be because she's so young, but she does sound, like, honest and real, and I like her... Like, driving 10 hours to train with Booker T is pretty cool. Being on a bus. And I know what you mean because it is so soon after Cora Jade and the similarities are obviously there. But I, I think it is a good thing, and like having all this footage and stuff to whenever you want to build a match against Nikki Bella or whoever, you've got this footage here, you know, right, and you've yeah. got clips of her saying it had her in like dressed up, up as Bellas and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, she also said that my friends watched Stranger Things and Pretty Little Liars when I was watching SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, I haven't watched the new Stranger Things because. 
Kenobi came out, so yeah. I, you know. But I'm probably gonna hearing mar- good things. Yeah, I got a marathon it uh, this week. But I mean, she, I mean, she was watching Raw from like three years ago, four I years mean, ago. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I imagine if it was what she said, Paige, Nikki Bella, yeah. Michelle McCool was a bit before them, wasn't she? Yeah, so we're probably talking what twenty. 13 onwards, okay. I'm saying. Yeah. I reckon. Lay cool. Yeah. We go to Wesley versus Zion Quinn. Uh, first of all, Zion found his gear. Finally. <laughs> uh, looks way better in this, I think. Yeah, than his pants with Just knee the, pads and stuff. Like ripped black jeans. Yeah, I really, really wasn't sure what he was doing with that. Uh, this looked a lot better, I think. Uh, Lee charges Quinn immediately, but gets caught. We get a big beal to Lee, but he lands on his feet and starts to take down Quinn with kicks. Uh, he even goes for a leg, uh, like a leg takedown, but gets caught in this gut wrench and just dumped on the top rope. And then I actually thought this looked pretty cool. As Wesley is just like on his stomach on the top rope, Quinn just throws, like drags the rope, which sends him flying off. And Lee is great at like flying and making like his back bend yeah. in midair and all yeah, this. Yeah, selling. And uh, Quinn goes for a pin, but Lee kicks out. And Quinn kind of gives this, like, arrogant, impressed look. Like, all right, okay. Um, Lee goes for a moonsault off the second rope, but is caught and hit with this huge lawn dart, which I thought actually looked pretty bright, great and got a holy shit chant. That was censored. Round. Yeah. My, my version of this Mine was, was censored, censored yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lee's face just bouncing off this turnbuckle. Uh, and then Quinn charges at Wesley, but is caught with a roll-up, and Wesley gets the win. Yeah, he gets the upset win, the underdog win. I'm kind of happy that he did. I was kind of sick and tired of him losing, but yeah. I guess that was the story going forward. So, I mean, I think we would get a rematch down the line, but Quinn seemed pretty upset, the fact that he lost to Wes. And I know Sanga would be really proud of Wes here. Yeah, uh, Zion Quinn is someone I I want to get better because I think he does have a good look. And I think some... Some things he's hit, like sometimes when he's hit that flying elbow or the, this lawn dart, I thought looked really good. But then the rest, he's still like clearly very new to this, and there's a lot of yeah. like dull stuff as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care for this match either. Really, I thought it was about one, one or two moves, and that was it. The, I mean, this is what I found in the last few weeks. They're they're doing a lot of. We saw this with the Cora Jade Electra Lopez match, and this one, and one later in the night where it's it's all. One guy being very dom- dominant, and then the other person wins. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing it in a way to try and like make the loser look impressive, but it's starting to become a little formulaic on the show. I yeah, think. yeah. Starting to. <laughs> it's been... No, I mean, I've, I've only noticed them doing this yeah, yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I know you hate this show, Brain. <laughs> um, Roddy's backstage with the Creeds and is mad at them because he told them to stay in the back uh, Ivy says that they were going to hit him with the title, but Julius got in the way to save you. It's diamond mine forever, right? And Roddy is like, is that true? Is that what happened? And you think he's going to be like, all right, well, okay, I forgive you. But he goes, no, I am mad because if he hit me with the title, I'd have won by DQ. Um, even though the ref's back was turned. Yeah. Uh, Roddy says that he's the leader of diamond mine and if the Creeds don't beat Pretty Deadly at the weekend, they are out. Wow. So, so Diamond Mine's going to... stakes on the line here. Yeah. If, Diamond, if they don't win, Diamond Mine is not forever. Yeah. Basically, they have to leave Diamond Mine. They've got to leave Diamond Mine. He, he says they had to leave Diamond Mine. Yeah. Mines. Damn. Okay. What do you see happening here? Because 
Roddy's been kind of on the heel side, and then these Creed brothers are getting over here as baby faces, but they're hanging around the heel group. So do the Creeds leave Diamond Mine? It's whether you either see the Roddy cost them again, yeah. and then they're out, or the Creeds win and kick Roddy out. Yeah, I could see that. But then no you could Roddy have Creeds and, and Ivy go one way, and maybe Roddy, Damon Kemp, and Tatum Paxley, perhaps, because she's been trying to join Diamond Mine, yeah. go another way, maybe. Yeah, I... I'm not. I'm not too sure. I do. I do like how it's like the the bit of the story here. Uh, it, it's interesting. I mean, we just saw Stokely show up, uh, Bivens show up in AEW, so I'm I'm sure he's not missing the Diamond Mine too much. Uh, but I, I'm I'm a little interested in seeing where this goes. I mostly just want to see the Creeds have a really good match with Pretty Deadly. So either way, I could see the Creeds being a, a, something outside of Diamond Mine. But if you already have something that seems to be working. Why would you split them away from it this early? But, I mean, I, you could just literally call them the Creed Brothers and they don't need to be yeah. Diamond Mine or whatever. But, yeah. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go to Joe Gacy. Oh, boy. Who says, how fitting it's in your house. Uh, bronze anger was cultivated as a child in his house. Okay, so this is Gacy staring at the screen, staring at you with his two emperor guards behind him, doing the same hand position to Mr. Burns mm. while he's cutting this promo. This is ridiculous. I already was like, fuck <laughs> He says that uh, Bronze Anger was cultivated as a child as he would sit home and watch his father carve out a Hall of Fame career and win multiple championships all over the world. But during commercials, Bron and his brothers would fight. But brothers are used to fighting, aren't they? As we see clips of Rick and Scott Steiner uh, going head to head. And Bron would take that anger and take it to the gridiron and would create a whole new meaning to the word red zone. Uh, but he went to where he was meant to be, and that was in the ring. Gacy says that he learned all this by spending time with his father. And you see the clips of Rick in a cage. <laughs> it literally cuts to him in a cage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his father is used to settling things with fists. 
And I encourage you, Bron, to get his your anger out and give me what I deserve. You don't want to just beat me. You need to go outside the rules. One way or another, this NXT championship is going home with me. <laughs> and then it gets better because then it cuts to Braun watching that him on TV. And then the interviewer is like, hey, Braun, what are your thoughts on this crazy Joe Gacy? And then he's like talking. And then he's in the locker room and it starts to hear lightning sounds and the lights go on and lights off like flicker. lightning. We hear the, the loop <laughs> of the laughter and Braun freaks out and he just picks up a TV and he's going to smash it. And he's like, no. Don't, because that, that would get you DQ'd on Saturday. <laughs> and he says, look, I am predictable, but that's a strength. And is that in your house, I will rip him apart. Yeah, I mean, this whole shit is predictable. I, I know I had a crazy long weekend, but I think I lost more brain cells watching this here right now. This was not, this is laughable because Joe Gacy, this thing has been going on. I I did like I already expected that like to him to do the laughing. He's already been doing the 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 shitty Kmart Bray Wyatt. But then to cut to Braun being interviewed with the lights flickering with the lightning sound, the, mm. the thunder sounds, I was like, "Bro, I'm done. I'm so over. It. I have no I have no interest in this match in this whole show on Saturday because I watched this and I just like literally rubbed my temples like, "What? Who who is making this? You're complaining about the the the, the the yacht thing earlier where the two families and like the way someone actually produced this and mm. then went, okay, let's th- play it. Who, who, I want to know who is the one behind, who is responsible. I need them to be outed. The wrestling community, the fans need to know who the idiot is behind this storyline. I know what they're trying to do. They're using Gacy as the, the guy to, to say all the things about Braun. So now we know about Braun. But Gacy's like, oh, I had Rick in a cage, so when he was in the cage, I got all this information out of him. No, the storyline is so stupid. At this point, I'm expecting his two druids to take off the hoods, and it's Rick and Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> that would make the storyline better. I don't know. Nothing they can. They could do that. Nothing like, can. Uh, look, I hate this too. I will say that I, I didn't mind the Gacy, like, the content, because it actually made sense. Like, he does the Wyatt thing where he says a whole lot of nothing. I thought here, as ridiculous as it is, I thought he made more sense of the story and how he's learned all this stuff about Bron from that time he he kidnapped his dad and stuff. <laughs> I thought he was clearer with what he was saying than he has been. Look, I hate it too, but... It's so like cartoon... It's like young Frankenstein, the movie. It's like the lightning strikes when... And then he's scared. You know, think of any shitty movie, horror movie. Yeah, I, I hate that. Like, when, as, when you're making a champion just look like a dork. It's like an episode of this. NXT reminds me of whatever I keep saying, Degrassi and stuff. But this felt like Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. again. And I've said that when he kidnapped Rick. And we're still talking about him kidnapping Rick. And he's still on about Braun. It's just so stupid. Move on. At this point, give Gacy the God, no. title. No, I don't, just don't not. care. 100% not. <laughs> just don't care about this at all. This, by the way, should not be the main event of In Your House. This looks, on paper, one of the worst shows from NXT, just point blank. And I think that the main event should be Grimes versus Hayes. But we'll talk about that the later. The AE Champions. Yeah, exactly. We go to the Women's Championship Summit. And I quite liked what you heard on commentary, Vic, go, Wade, are you putting on cologne? <laughs> yeah, that was. As Wade's going to be presenting this with Toxic Attraction. 
he goes to introduce Toxic Attraction, but Katana interrupts and... Uh, well, it's because Mandy's mic wasn't working. Oh, really? <laughs> Mandy was talking to Wade, and he's kind of like, it's not oh, working. It's not so she starts I'm... hitting the mic. <laughs> Katana says, we've been listening to you talk for eight months, and we're sick of hearing from you. We're sick of seeing you with the championships, and on Saturday, we'll knock you off the mountain. Uh, Gigi says there's been a long list of women who don't show their faces around here or have left because time has passed them by or they're just too afraid. And then JC mocks Wendy Chu and Caden and Katana for this being their first premium live event and says that while you were busy making TikToks and playing Dance Dance Revolution, we were here leading the women's division. And this gets Caden all fired up and says, it's easy to be on top when you don't defend them regularly. And they've been through hell to be here. And they are best friends and are the only team to have a win over them. And then JC starts mocking them, uh, basically calling them munchkins as she does the lollipop guild dance uh, from Wizard of Oz. And Katana is fed up of being called a munchkin. and says, you say that once more and I'll put my fist through your face. And Wade's like, whoa, ladies, ladies, settle down. Uh, doesn't sound like that. But <laughs> Mandy then says, none of the other champions, not Bron, not Grimes, uh, not Pretty Deadly, have the pressure that she says because she cannot let this child, being Wendy Chu, be the champion. And now the crowd are getting restless and they're chanting, sign the contract. Oh, because you, you forget to mention, every few lines, it cuts to Wendy saying... Sign the contract. Yeah. And then, like, they'll keep talking, and then she keeps saying it, so the crowd start doing it with her. Uh, and Mandy says that everyone thought I'd have a short reign as champion, and it's been 200 days and counting. Now put some respect on my name. And Mandy grabs the contract, signs it, and then Wendy spitballs Mandy. So Mandy just kicks her off the chair. It all breaks down. Uh, Katana hits a tornillo to the outside. Caden climbs the top and hits a diving cross body to the floor. And then they hit the code breaker and super kick combo to Mandy. They place Mandy on top of the announce table. And Wendy Chu goes to the top and delivers the sleepy elbow drop dressed as a cow. And the baby faces stand tall holding the title. I think I had this same the cow, cow onesie. onesie. I think so ago, too. Yeah. Uh, Look, uh, a I was set- a cowboy. You were the you cow, were the cowboy, right? yeah. and I was the cow. Yeah, great. We picked, we cleaned up that Halloween. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I mentioned the segment earlier with Joe Gacy and the lightning and all that stuff was probably one of my least favorite things mm. I've ever watched. And then I watched this segment. Uh, I really want to get behind Wendy Chu because I simply think anything they give her, she's like, yeah, all right, and then does it and mm. tries her best and does her best. Um, at this point, I said it about Gacy. I think it would be great if Wendy Chu won the title at this point. Don't think it's going to happen, but it would be okay. I just I don't care about Caden and Casey. I think, again, another opportunity to refre- change things up would be them to win the titles. They have been a team in NXT for quite a long time. They, are, they said that they're the only team to beat Toxic Attraction. That's because they are the only other team, mm. really, in this division. Still uh, working there, really. Yeah, yeah, it's still here. So it's like... This this whole thing, they, they keep trying to make Toxic Attraction feel like it's been some thing that has actually been working. But I don't think it, it really has. And maybe it is time to move it on. But I don't think that's what's going to be happening. I don't see Mandy Rose losing to Wendy Chu. Mm. But I could see the tag titles 
uh, swapping. I just I just feel like this is the snapshot of the women's division because they even said it in the promo. Mandy's like, I've been champion since Halloween Havoc. It's 200 days or something like that. This is the snapshot of the NXT women's division right now. And then it just made me go like almost like PTSD of like, oh, man, remember Io Shirai? Remember Sasha Banks? Remember like all these like amazing wrestling matches we've been getting in this company? And I know obviously things have changed. The show has changed. But it just it just made me like go, ah, not not really not really for me. Is, is what I got out of this promo. I just did not like it. I want to try so hard. Like, part of me does love Wendy Chu. At the same time, I'm like, man, I just, this is all not not really working for me. But I, I, I'm sure the match matches maybe possibly could be pretty good. I probably expect more out of the tag match than the Mandy match. But yeah, it just made me groan again, again and again. I, I know it's a pay per uh, premium live event this week, but watching this segment did not make me excited for either of these two matches. That they did. I thought the best part of this was Wade Barrett. Uh, this is my favorite thing on the show. <laughs> this I was completely your... <laughs> disagree with you. Um, I thought this is the best all of the women have sounded. I thought it didn't sound as scripted. I kind of liked that there was a bit of talking over each other. I thought it felt more mm. more real to me. I thought I liked Caden and Casey being fired up. Normally I find them so irritating. And I I didn't. I got the fact that they've been in this division for a long time and they keep on being looked over and they keep on not getting their chance and this is their first big event and they are sick of t- toxic attraction i thought uh mandy's lines about like everyone thought i'd have a short reign and i'm still here as champion put some respect on my name i thought she sounded better and i thought the the only thing i didn't like was the the stupid spitball thing yeah because it's like ah and then we're back to the childish stuff but i it's a contract signing. You're going to get the brawl. I quite like the brawl. I th- I thought this was good. I think it's the best all of them have sounded. I will agree that uh, I thought Caden, uh, yeah. Caden Carter sounded like she was like she was nailing the the part of the promo, kind of making sense. But but yeah, I I just thought it was all kind of it felt felt very developmental here watching this one. But I I'm, I just want the wrestling to hit on Saturday. I want the wrestling to hit, and I just I I don't believe that it will at this point mm-hmm. in NXT. But uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I disagree. I th- didn't think this seemed developmental. I think this, like, con- like I thought promos wise, I thought they were all pretty good here. Um, we see Ivy Nile who's doing press ups, and Kiana James, the uh, numbers don't lie, numbers don't lie girl in her glasses, comes and asks if all she does is work out. And Ivy says that when I'm not competing, I'm training, and says that after Saturday. Sorry, Kiana says, well, after Saturday, you're going to need new members as the Creeds are going to be out. And she asks if she'll still talk to them. And her numbers say there's less than 12% chance of the Creeds winning. And Ivy grabs her, shoves her up against the locker and asks, yeah, well, what are the chances of me kicking your ass? She goes, same as your boys have on Saturday. So less than 12%. Yeah. All right. I love that this ridiculous gimmick is this this girl is a businesswoman and wears glasses and power suits and talks like, well, you know, they have this percent chance. It's so stupid. And I, lo- I loved it. I laughed so hard when she said that because she's been saying that in those promos for the breakup. Well, we're going to have her with Breaker, right, at some point. You've got to do the the numbers, don't lie, the numbers. thing with, with Bron. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I could see her going with Chase U. She could be a math. Prof- math professor. teacher <laughs> yeah something like that you know 
for Thea Hale. Her, like, exactly. Yeah, we'll get there. We go to Solo Sokoa versus Duke Hudson. Uh, lots of cheers for Solo. He's very over with this crowd. Uh, Solo knocks Duke down in the corner and goes for his running hip attack, but Duke bails to the outside. Uh, Duke then hits his slingshot German suplex and then delivers some other quite nice-looking over-the-head suplexes. Solo fights back with punches, a Samoan drop, a super kick, and hits the running hip attack in the corner and then follows up with the Uso splash to pick up the win over Duke. Yeah, pretty generic match, kind of like how you mentioned the matches earlier. Yeah. It's Duke getting some stomps in, some punches. Oh, and Solo fires back, super kick, hip attack, splash. It was like literally paint by numbers, but uh, it was clearly just to remind us that Solo is waiting in the wings here for that championship. But poor Duke. Yeah, Duke is just the the guy who loses to everyone now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I think these two could have had a better match. As you say, it's the same format of the other ones. And I, I think Duke can be all right in the ring. Yeah, he so hits like a German early his, in the His match, suplexes so. look nice. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was a pretty boring. We go to a video package for Tiffany Stratton. So this is now her side of the coin. This is for, her side, For yeah. the breakout tournament match next week. <laughs> I love this. She And this is all just her talking to the camera. She says, Last week I righted the biggest travesty in wrestling history. How could you not have had me in the women's breakout tournament? And everyone feels sorry for Nikita... But good leg or bad leg, who cares? I'm in the rightful place in the final. I work harder than anyone. And Roxanne's story is more boring than a cardboard box. She rode the bus for 10 hours. Has she not heard of a plane? She missed the prom? Yeah, probably because she didn't have a date. I will be the next NXT Women's Champion. I laugh so hard at... She rides a bus? Who rides a bus? You know, airplanes were invented like a hundred years ago. Someone should tell her. It's there's um, a like Margaret Thatcher quote where it's like uh, basically no adult should be riding a bus. You know, you're not succeeding. And, like she, so I, I I got that from this. Um, yeah, like why does she not grow ride a plane? Just fly, fly everywhere. Because she's like this rich entitled daddy's rich yeah. girl character. Yeah. But I like this. It was cut with sort of clips of her from like her yeah. bodybuilding and, and gymnastics and Holy. stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think she's got this character down. I thought the lines were quite funny. Um, Dude, she's... I thought both both of these worked tonight for me yeah, and yeah, showing yeah. how opposite they are. Um, I, th- I think this could actually be a pretty good match. I'm looking forward to this one. I, I think... This yeah, this should have been on the the yeah, I'd have put premium this on live the, event on the show. I guess that maybe they don't trust that they're two new characters. I, I really don't know why they did decide not to do that, but it will be next week on NXT. Uh, I think I've said it a past little while, but here her making me laugh with the bus line and the air airplane line just made me laugh. But then the clips of her doing in crazy, just incredible looking things in her past with the like flips and all sorts of gymnastics stuff. I've said it before, but I think Tiffany Stratton has everything they need in the WWE. The look she has, this character already down pat. She's so mean and evil and funny, it works. And she can do a twisting corkscrew. She will be on the main roster mm-hmm. and, and just do everything up there, I think. Uh, I, I see it happening. Because Tiffany Stratton makes it happen. Put that on a shirt for sure. But yeah, this made me laugh. And it did the good job of her making fun of the bust, Booker T. Like, pfft. I don't need this. Look, you were you're doing all that when look, I'm like I'm ready. I'm going to beat you. I actually think Tiffany Stratton should win now. Okay. Um, uh, but I think it will be Perez because 
Mandy will lose to. It's all about they, the winner gets a title shot. Is yeah, what they both said. I think. Yeah, I, I feel Perez will win and, and challenge, will challenge Mandy and take it from her. Yeah, and yeah. then you can set up a Cora and Cora turns on her. Yeah. Like, it should have been me. Yeah, I mean, she's my big sister. All uh, this. Come on, we we know what happens. Yeah, exactly. We go to Thea Hale, who sat at almost like a press conference. Except it's in a closet. She's got a, three a, hats. the microphone and three hats of three different universities. And uh, we, we see a little uh, like video of her graduating. They say uh, she graduated with a perfect 4.0. I don't know what that means. Sounds great. Um, and she's going to make... she's smart, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I'm not, so we, I don't I know don't, what that means. We don't do grades like that back home. <laughs> Uh, she's going to make her decision where she's going and she's like, and I'm going to go. And she picks up the first hat, puts it on Notre Dame and goes, no, this doesn't feel right. And she throws it away and throws all the other hats away. She goes, I'm going to be attending chase you. And we cut to like a locker room with chase you where they're all celebrating, cheering, and they're all chanting the, the, it's like the draft, right? Like, it was pretty much, it cuts to their live reaction. Yeah. And then when it's like, and I'll be choosing Chase you. And they all lose it. But Andre Chase looks at Bodie and goes, holy shit. <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous, but it did get a laugh from me. I Like Chase you's reaction, I thought was pretty funny. Literally the best thing Andre Chase does every week when we praise him, it's when he says, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Censored or not. It's, Just swears for no yeah, reason. Uh, it's, it's working. I don't understand this, but hey, they're having a whole gimmick now of a whole university. university. We got Bodie, we got Thea Hale, right? That's yeah. who she is. And then, yeah, I see the, we need, a, they're going to need an accounting or a business professor with Kiana James. There's going to be everything. Just take over NXT. The Creeds could join if once they're out of the diamond mine. They could be the, yeah, yeah, they could be the gym P, teachers. PE, yeah, PE. <laughs> they're always the PE gym teachers <laughs> the here whistle. anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be great if Ivy Nile was your. Who PE else could teacher? be a teacher at Chase U? You got. Uh, yeah. Robert Stone could be fashion. Or, or Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly could be fashion, yeah. Yeah. Although they'd be students, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, you lost Bivens, didn't you? Yeah. Um, but wow, Chase you. Else you got there. I, I don't know where we go with this, but at least now she's like somewhere. Oh, uh, you you have uh, Fallon Henley who can teach, what is it, equestrian? Is that like horseback yeah. riding and, and all that stuff? Yeah. Or, or uh, beer. Uh, she could be the bartender at the college bar. Mixology. Mixology, Mixology course. Yeah, yeah. Beerology. Um, we, need like a, we need like a gardener or something for horticulture who, who could... Yeah. Yeah. Or like an English professor. Mm. You need, yeah, there's all sorts of things you could do here with Chase U, but I love that they acted, they show the clip of this girl actually graduating yeah. and then cut to just this segment. Like, nah, she's not going to college. She made the mistake of joining, Chase joining WWE. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We go to Grayson Waller versus Josh Briggs. Uh, Waller says uh, three on one doesn't sound fair as Briggs has come out with Fallon and uh, Jensen. Brooks Jensen. And he goes, so send Horseface and Fallon Henley <laughs> to the back and let's have an old-fashioned slobber knocker. Yeehaw! I think it would have gotten even a bigger laugh if he said, tell Horseface and Jensen. Yeah. <laughs> the other way around, because he's obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, it's, it was funny. Um, I also like Jensen has his cast, right? Because he yep. uh, has this mysterious, 
Hand arm injury, injury. Wrist injury. Yeah. You know all about that. Yeah. He's got it written on it. Hashtag find Brooks a girl or something like that. Like every week he's got some different things some added different to it. That. Yeah. Uh, Briggs hits his baseball slide punch on the outside. Uh, Waller keeps on kind of getting into the ropes and then uh, charges with some kicks. Uh, he hits this kind of cartwheel kick, uh, which I thought looked all right. And then Waller with the knees to the face he starts taunting Briggs by riding him like a cowboy. <laughs> he rides Briggs like a mechanical boy. Yeah. And then Waller hits a gourd buster but misses with the uh, follow-up elbow drop. Uh, Waller hits... Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Waller hits the elbow of his own for a two. And then Briggs hits a back suplex when uh, Mr. Stone, uh, Sophia Cromwell, and Von Wagner come out. Um, Briggs then delivers this kind of weird, I don't know if it was a clothesline or a splash or what, just looked a bit awkward. Boots, uh, as Wagner climbs on the apron, Briggs boots him off and turns around into the stunner from Waller, and Waller picks up the win. Yeah, so Von Wagner's mad that Briggs and Jensen were looking at Sophia, so he yeah. wants to interfere in this match. Mm. Ag- again, broken record, this match was really basic it was like okay you go you do a move i do a move you do a move interference and i hit you with my move and it's over it was like the same kind of formula so can't say the match really did anything the feud i guess going forward is vaughn versus briggs because he's briggs, single yeah. he doesn't have his partner right now so look forward to that next week but yeah yeah we might yeah the, look, uh, I, I don't. Did, I didn't like this. Yeah, uh, I don't like Waller, but I will say he made me laugh in both uh, talking segments. He did. Whether any anytime he mentions the word horse, I'm laughing. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, this, this did nothing for me. It was uh, no real, nothing really in the match at all, and a boring distraction finish, which we see all the time with another act that I don't care about. In you don't care about Vaughn? I'm, I'm sorry. Come on. Um, Come on. Come Tuesday. After the, wa- after the match, Wagner attacks Briggs and smashes the elbow against the ring post and then goes to hit it with the steel chair when Jensen stops him from using the chair against the arm and Cromwell pulls Wagner away. She's like, no, not now, not now. I wonder we might see, like, um, Brooks and Jensen, sorry, Briggs and Jensen against Stone and Wagner. Okay. Maybe with Stone not being a wrestler and Brooks, kind of injured right. maybe they do that at some point Brooks we go to Ivy Nile versus Kiana James I, I like Kiana James music I thought it was quite cool I like Kiana James everything I like Kiana James yeah big fan I like her glasses G- glasses are great yeah numbers don't lie the numbers don't lie there's a nice Feynman's carry from Nile like the Creed's do like the quick Feynman's carry and yeah. I, I quite like the detail like they've they've learned the same stuff in, in Diamond Mine uh, Keanu James delivers some boots in the corner and a sidewalk slam. Ivy fights back and hits this big, like, huge sidekick to the face in the corner, which looked awesome. Uh, Kiana then hits a spear in the corner and says, You can't learn that. It's brains over brawn always. I literally slapped my knee laughing. <laughs> I was like, of course she would say that. She must have a notebook of all these, like, trope things yep. she can say that re- re- go around her businesswoman character. And I'm for it. I stand this this everything. Um, Ivy goes for, like, the dragon sleeper, the neck crank. But Kiana counters it into a pin attempt. We then get a big forearm from Nile, And she then just... Continues to rain down these forearms on the mat. 
And then more kicks from Ivy, followed by a big suplex for the one, two, three. Ivy Nile wins. At least we got to see Kiana kind of get some things in, and I actually think she looks pretty good. At least what we saw a little bit of her in that breakout tournament. But now that she's already kind of slid in now as this other, the character's continuing, even mm. though that tournament's past her. But yeah, uh, I thought it was good to see Ni- Ivy get the win simply just to kind of uh, continue the Diamond Mine stuff, which we'll get into. And this into. crowd really like Ivy. <clears throat> yeah, well. yeah. I kind of like both of them. I would say this impressed me more than a lot of the other matches we've already talked about. Yeah, th- this is my favorite match so on the far, show yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Um, I thought both looked really good. Uh, there were some nice little counters. Like Ivy counted, I think, was it a... Like, I think Kiana was going for a German and counted it into the neck crank, which was counted. I thought I thought they looked good together, actually. Um, I I see both potentially uh, doing quite well. Yeah, that neck crank dragon sleeper is, mm. like, nobody uses that move enough, I don't think. And I also like that Ivy's winning in different ways as well. Yeah. I think it's cool. This, like, side slam thing she yeah. used. Like the diamond mine, yeah. After the match, pretty deadly come out to congratulate Ivy. They're and- wearing diamond mine shirts. Oh, yes. They like cut up like like their gear, yeah. And they say, it's a shame the Creeds can't share in your jubilation this weekend when not only are they not victorious, but they get kicked out of Diamond Mine. And what are you going to do when Diamond Mine closes? Everyone's worried about what Ivy Nile's going to do if the yeah. Creeds lose. Um, and then the Creeds come up and they throw Pretty Deadly into the ring and beat the fuck out of them. They... They attack, they, they, sorry, they throw Pretty Deadly into the ring only to clothesline them back out of the, ring, the ring and then say, come on, uh, which I was like, huh, why don't you just, okay, but you brought him in to throw him out. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, also funny thing is, I, again, I can't tell which Pretty Deadly guy, which Yes Boy is which Yes Boy, but he said, see you Monday. I was like, I think the show's on Saturday. <laughs> I, okay. I kept on thinking people were saying this Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, it is Saturday, isn't no, it? He did say Monday, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> See you on Raw? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're getting that no main roster. The, show is. the main roster push is coming fast yeah. and pretty deadly, but yeah. Uh, then we go to our main event of the evening. It's Cameron Grimes taking on Nathan Fraser. Uh, they're kind of billing Nathan Fraser as like a younger uh, Carmelo Hayes. Like last week, Grimes called him, uh, we've already got a better. We got a better Hayes version of you. Um, so you've got Hayes and Trick are on comedy, not on comedy, on commentary. <laughs> um, Fraser drop kicks Grimes to the outside and goes to follow up with a dive, but Grimes runs back in and delivers an elbow to the face. Uh, Fraser does like his, you know, like the pack handsprings to yeah, the corner. Impressive. Uh, catches Grimes with a Rana. Um, on the outside, Grimes delivers the PK on the apron to uh, Fraser. Fraser then goes to the running shooting star press, but Grimes gets the knees up. Uh, Fraser hits a nice springboard moonsault, but Grimes dodges out the way. But Fraser lands on his feet and hits a suplex. Now they're both trading forearm strikes. Grimes gets Fraser up for a powerbomb, but this gets countered into a Rana. Yeah, spiked it. Looks like Rey Mysterio. And then Fraser hits his crazy Tope Suicida, sending Grimes up the ramp. Uh, and then Grimes hits an avalanche German suplex to Fraser, followed by the cave-in for the win. Yeah, I mean, clearly the match of the night, because there was actually a match mm. here between the two. But yeah, Nathan Fraser, you can see why there's all this 
praise around him from even before coming to NXT here. But I can see it, man. The guy is fast. He does this move AJ Styles used to do back when he was younger where he would moonsault onto you and then DDT you. Into the DDT. He did this and then he does it into like the like the Finn Balor final cut kind of mm. thing. Uh, but it was so smooth. I was like, damn. And I mean, I guess you're as good as your dance partner here because Grimes could could handle it and sell it amazingly. But there was some crazy fast-paced stuff. Like they were kipping up. They were trying to match each other with the speed. I mean, Grimes is, is pretty fast as well. But uh, really, really enjoyable match. In fact, I would probably watch this again and, and again and again because I, I thought Frazier really stood out here, even though he's taking the loss this early, which I guess is a little strange, but... He'll be in this... They're, they're billing him as yeah. like this young kid, though. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's all right at the moment. Also, I feel like he will be in this title picture down the line. So I, yeah. I, I wouldn't sweat that. But the cave-in was nice, too. It was almost like in midair, he realized he was a little off. So he used just one foot more he does dominantly. Foot quite a lot, yeah. But it looked nasty, so it looked good. Uh, yeah, and then it sets up for Hayes afterwards. Yeah, I, I like the match. Um, I like both guys. Grimes rarely misses to yeah. be honest when it comes to in ring um didn't kind of reach that next level for me it uh, could have if you gave it, it more time but um but it was it was fine um none of the wrestling really hit for me this week to be honest um yeah nothing was like oh hey go out of your way to watch yeah like, this was this was probably this, was, this yeah. was good this was good but i feel we've had other kind of matches in recent weeks where i've yeah i've kind of enjoyed a bit more 100 um after the match, Trick Williams charges Grimes, but is sent to the outside. And then Mello attacks, but Grimes uh, gets the better of him, goes to the cave-in, but Trick pulls uh, Mello out to safety. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think this should be the the main event. It's been the best build-up match. I think it would be cool to not headline with the NXT title. If uh, Yeah, if it was up to me, I would put Grimes and Hayes as the main event on Saturday. Just uh, this, this show was supposed to set up and promote all these matches on Saturday, and I think that was the only match they did a good job of promoting. Uh, and it's not just because I'm not interested in any of the other matches. You know what? No, I take that back. I'm wrong. Because the Creed's... And Pretty Deadly, I think they're doing an okay job of that. Especially with Pretty Deadly coming out again, wearing the shirts. There's a lot. Mm. Uh, Fire Frank is in the Twitch chat and says, maybe Pretty Deadly joined the Diamond Mine. Maybe it's a whole double thing. But I don't know if they really fit that hmm. that thing. Are they going to wear diamonds on their gear that are like their tops or whatever? But uh, yeah, I don't know if that really fits. But uh, I, I would say like I kind of was negative on a lot of the stuff on this show. But there were some stuff. I did like that main event. And I did like uh, the stuff with Pretty Deadly and uh, Kiana James. Yeah, I, I, I think they've set this like okay. The matches might not be blow away, but I think they've done a decent enough job with with the yeah North American the tag. And I, I will say the the women's division. I I, I kind of like that segment tonight, and I I don't like the man uh, Toxic Attraction of Ran its course, and I don't like the Wendy Chu character. But I did think they took a step further tonight. Uh, with that, um, well, let's let Gacy break a thing. Just yeah, it's just so bad. I, I that it definitely brings down the the episode and people watching. I'm sure, like, wait, what's going on with this stuff? It doesn't it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it, it definitely the episode had some good stuff throughout it, and definitely a lot of little things that made me laugh. So I was, it's wrestling. I was entertained, but there was still a lot of stuff on it. Just made me go. I I'm not interested. And this is to promote a premium live event. On Saturday for In Your House. Yes, we will be covering it. We'll be going live on our Twitch recording 
right after it airs and then the pod up on this very free feed. So look for that NXT in your house. Let's go through the card and maybe give some predictions here. Uh, first being Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers for the NXT tag titles. Who do you think is winning? Because now they've added that stip, you could see Pretty Deadly retaining. And Yeah, I, I think Roddy costs the Creed Brothers again. I feel we're still quite early into the Pretty Deadly run. Um, the Creeds will get it eventually, uh, but maybe not quite yet. I think there's probably a bit more story with Diamond Mine imploding. I would like it if they won because Diamond Mine kind of could work if if done. But Creed Brothers being on their own is also something that you could mm. potentially see and probably work for for them. So them losing in a way helps them win down the line. But yeah, pretty deadly retaining is probably where I would go with with as well. Uh, I could see the match banging though. Hopefully, uh, what about Tony D'Angelo? Two stacks and two dimes. Sorry, not two stacks. It's two dimes and stacks versus Legato in the six man. Uh, I think, unfortunately, Legado are going to be working for uh, Tony D. I see it too, but it just, like, what... I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. I mean, is this going to extend? Is this going to kind of be like, uh, you know, Grimes and LA Knight, where they then work for them and they've got to get out of it? It's uh, it's Shawn Michaels, JBL. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's what this is going to be. Yeah, I I think... Yeah, I I think it's going to be D'Angelo's team. I think you're right, but just to, for argument's sake, Santos, I can't give up on. So I need uh, Legado or more of a unit. I mean, is, it would be funny <laughs> if, like, Legado joining them, they've now got to do all the, like, Italian mannerisms right. and stuff. Yeah. Like, they they got to start changing the way they speak and yeah, the way they exactly. dress and stuff like that. And they're against it. They're so angry about it. Okay, they're all yeah. dressed like stacks and two dimes. <laughs> it, it could be quite funny. Okay, what about... Toxic Attraction, Gigi and JC versus Katana and Caden for the women's tag. I'd actually really like to see Caden and Katana win here. I think they're I think they're a really good tag team and they've they've we've been watching them for years and I I felt they stepped up on the mic today and I'm just sick of Toxic Attraction. But I can still see it being I can still see Toxic Attraction holding all the gold after this. Uh I would say Toxic Traction Man, of course, is just not working the way I think they think it is. But I think if you gave it to, if you took a chance on Katana and Caden, uh, it would probably make the tag division feel a bit more. Hearing with the tag division stuff with Sasha, Naomi stuff on the main roster, it seems like they've completely like dropped that tournament because they realize mm-hmm. we don't care about this ter- these tag titles. It's kind of how they've treated these tag titles. They're just Wait, lucky. They, they're not doing that. Tonight? I don't know. It seems like there was they were pumping the brakes on it just a little bit, but that's what I was. Because they don't have any teams. There's no teams, so it's like kind of the same thing in this division. Yeah, they've been lucky that just hold titles. I mean, we need to start putting some of these. Women who are in the breakout tournament together, yeah. I guess. So maybe a, a Tatum and an Ivy pair them up. And sure. Who else could you team? I'm just saying I think Katana and Caden should win. I think the I wrestling so. has stepped up for them. Uh, I know they've been super annoying in the past with those vignettes of them raving and going to concerts. But the wrestling has improved. So I actually do think it would be a, a lot more interesting if they win. I hope so. And they're going to hit some crazy flying flips yeah. and stuff, of course. But I will go with Toxic Attraction. Okay, okay, all right. Well, what about Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu? I think Mandy Rose. I think so, too. Uh, Wendy Chu, again, I, I'm like, I hate the character, but I also love Wendy Chu. So I'm like, ah, the, like I think we'll get some cool wrestling from her. But I don't think Mandy's wrestling is hit. Uh, 
quite in a while, really. So um, mm. I see Mandy retaining. Maybe Wendy can bring it out of her. Who knows? See, Man- when Mandy Rose hitting the the V trigger, mm-hmm. the Rose trigger to Wendy Chu is what's going to happen, I think, and retain. Um, and then what we think? Oh, sorry, no, Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes. I'm going to go with Grimes and a double turn. Wow. Okay. So what, Grimes uses a low blow to win? Grimes does something dodgy to win. Because uh, I think this crowd like Trick and Mellow. I yeah. know they're heels, but they're really popular. Everyone seems to like them. Everyone seems to like Solo. You've already set up the match with Solo, so it doesn't make too much sense for Mellow to win here. Um, and I think Grimes would be more interesting as a heel. Now, this time a serious heel rather than last time he was the the kind of comedy the money goofy. guy. I think have him be more serious going forward. I, I could see a double turn here. I could see Hayes being the next challenger for Braun Breaker. Yeah. So that is why I kind of think he will go out of this title picture. Uh, but yeah, I think Grimes wins and then he drops the title to Solo is yeah, how I, I, would, can see that. I would go about it. But I do think this should be the main event. I do think this will be the match of the show, 100%. Give them all the time, please. Please. I swear if they give... Toxic Attraction, more time than this match. I'll be upset. And then I guess what they're calling their main event. Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy, singles match for the NXT title. If Braun gets DQ'd, he loses the championship. Just like The Rock and Benoit at Fully Loaded loaded. 2000. I can can see them doing a similar sort of thing where you do a bit of a dusty finish with you think Gacy's won. Yeah. And then, although we don't have an authority. We don't have Regal. We don't don't have Regal here. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I, th- I think Braun retains. Braun retains. But they'll definitely then... tease that DQ step. Yeah, sure. Well, there's our predictions. I think Braun retaining as well. For this Saturday in your house, we will be in your house when we go live on Twitch right after recording our review. Come hang out afterwards if you're watching the show. Come say hi. Probably, I, I imagine, the, the last uh, kind of takeover, I think, was two and a half hours. They seem to be around that, so... Probably around 10.30, 10.45, I'd imagine. But yeah, we'll, we'll be on 10, 15 minutes after the show finishes. Yeah, so uh, follow the socials, of course, for all that. At Up Next Podcast on Twitter and the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Go join that for all the updates because we will be chatting all about In Your House this Saturday. And uh, yeah, check out all the other stuff that we have going on. Of course, if you like us talking about NXT, we have retro NXT reviews with was next where we're in 2013 we mentioned we just did a up yours pick where we were in 2017 chatting about nxt melbourne we do so many other things our fully loaded 2000 review is out we have all the best matches ever all the movie reviews coming out it's the first of the month why not give us a shot for only five bucks and you get hundreds hundreds of podcasts millions at your fingertips and at your disposal there and uh, we would love for you to go check them out and uh yeah That's it. That's all. We'll be back with BD Elite chatting about Dynamite. Can't wait to see what they do to set up some New Japan cross-promotion, maybe, Mm. possibly. Hikaleo! Hikaleo's on the show. (laughs) Can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, So that's it, guys. Thank you. We'll be back uh, with all the... So many podcasts. Way too many podcasts. Uh, But we love you guys. We do? Yeah, we do. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as well, at the D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Uh, I'm sorry, John Pollock. We didn't get the beans on the side. 
at Sneaky D's yeah, the other he, day. He's mad. I, he I listened really, to I listened to their show and he wasn't happy. Yeah, but I still I, I still love them. Well, uh, maybe you should grow up and just eat what you're given. Eat beans. <laughs> eat <joking>. beans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and we'll see you in your house oh boy get ready Ohio FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State and to kick things off you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign on bonus Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 